Blog Talk Radio.
Okay, hi everyone. Welcome to um, Ebony's Real Talk. It's also date and night, and we're kind of combining tonight. Um, I've got Vix G with me. I'm just going to bring her in straight away because I just got to check that we can hear each other. Uh, so, Vicky, are you there? Hi, darling. Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. Can you hear me clearly? Yeah, yeah. You're you're perfectly clear. Absolutely, perfectly clear. Oh, lovely. Okay. With all our highs and lows of last week, it was like, <laughs> let's hope tonight works and we're not going to have any dramas. So I was, uh, yeah, I was a little bit like, Ooh, I don't want to promote the show yet because I'm already having trouble getting in and all sorts going on. But um, yeah, I made it. So I, I'm feeling better just because I actually made it. And uh, we are listening to each other and, and hearing each other quite clearly. So No, you're, let you're me really good. <laughs> oh, that's good. Let me just say welcome to everybody out there in the virtual world who may be listening. I actually just sent out the message saying we're actually live. So come and join us in the chat room if you want to listen in online. Of course, uh, we'd love to have you connect with us and be part of this broadcast, which we're, we're kind of second time out in doing this broadcast because we tried it last week. It didn't work. I had to like just get rid of that shell. It was such a mess. <laughs> but um, I, I'm happy that this week we kind of we're here, and uh, yeah, we're live. So guys, feel free to listen in. Okay, and I've already got somebody on my switchboard, so. Yeah, I think that might be It's My House. So let me just say hi, It's My House. I know we haven't been here for a while. But, you know, eventually we come back to where we were and it's all good again. And I'm feeling very good about today. So how are you, Vic, and how are you doing? I'm good. You know you know what I'm doing on an hour-to-hour basis, so I don't need to rewind. Really. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I guess for our listeners out there, I guess they may be interested in what you're up to and, uh, you know, how life is treating you right now. Hey, it's cool. Um, I'm chilling, preparing for Christmas, got a few decorations up. I don't really really deck the halls, you know. I like to do, uh, I like to kind of do every year I do a different, uh, what's it, a wreath? I do a different wreath on the front door. And um, do a little, just do a little something. But no, I don't. I've got a tree that's about the size of. It's a little black tree with red lights. It's just no size whatsoever. It's just you know, I don't do the whole the whole nine. However, my parents' house looks like Santa's grotto. Okay, and <laughs> yeah, it, seriously, people keep driving past and parking and parking the cars to look at the lights. Yeah, it looks like Santa's grotto. And um, this year, they, when they went to the States recently, they purchased some laser-projected lights. So they've got these laser-projected lights that go on the house and they keep changing multicolored. I haven't seen it in all its entirety in the dark yet. I saw a photo, but I'm very afraid. I'm very afraid. There's a whole lot of Christmas going on in my parents' house. It is, it's a whole production. It takes them a whole two weeks to get the house ready with all the decorations. Yeah. I mean, I think it's great. It is, it is lovely, but yeah, that, that, I didn't get that gene. So, <laughs> so I just leave it. Oh, I haven't decorated. I haven't done anything. I, I, I feel like, um, <laughs> yeah, 
I don't do anything. I'm I'm so lazy about Christmas. I'm just gonna leave it to my kids to do what they do and and they do best. And normally they just tell me what I need to do to make it happen. But um, yeah, I, I'm in my normal malaise. I do have a Christmas party on Monday, and I'm really looking forward to that because that's like a oh, real okay. kind of masquerade ball, and we're gonna dress Ooh. up and my dress is arrived today. Oh, you got oh you got dress. Amazing. Oh, Oh, you'd have to send me your well tomorrow outside of this call. You have to send me a picture of the dress because I knew you had a few oh. possible potential ones, but I didn't know which one you finally chose. That's fantastic. So yeah, you're gonna be all you're gonna be decking the halls. Have you got your mask? Yeah, I've got that. And the, um, okay. the, the question for me is going to be heels. Like, how high do you go? And you know, can you manage? those heels all night. There's nothing worse than totting around on heels. Um, I, I just can't be asked. I really can't. But, you know, you've got to do the girly thing. Um, I'm just going to make sure that if it gets bad, I'm taking them off and there is nothing that will get me back into them. But I do have some comfortable <laughs> ones. Um, I have to wheel them out. And, and, oh, it's, it's just something. Yeah, you've got, this, you've got your two... Is it your two? I mean, hey, I mean, I'm tall, so I really don't need to wear them. But I actually find that Wearing now, I generally tend to wear flat shoes. Actually, my feet hurt more, I'll be honest, because I've hurt my mm. ankles. So I put the flat shoes on, and I, within 20 minutes, I just want to get them off my feet, and I'm wearing flat shoes already. So um, mm. you've got to work out if you've got a two-, three-, or four-hour shoe. You know, that's, they may look cute, but it's how many hours you can stand in the things. So that's what you've yeah. got to do. We know the game. Yeah. We know the game, as we're talking we about. We know the game. So who's the, who's the, who did you say it's my house is on the line? Well, I think it might it might be it's my house. I think I recognise the number. Uh-huh. If not, it uh-huh. may be someone else. Uh-huh. But um, whoever it is is fine. Um, uh-huh. I, I'm happy for them to listen in, and uh, you know, and and have an up close and personal conversation with us. <laughs> oh, Lord, you best ask questions. You know, I don't ask those questions. I'm not the interviewer like yourself. But yes, what's happened in the last year? Oh my God, I can't believe it. This was the 5th of January last year. We launched the Reluctant Daters thing. And you had me reading all these. Oh my God, I don't know how many books I've read, seriously. Um, all the books that I've read. And I can't believe how quickly it's coming around. Because 5th of January is, is soon to be coming around the corner. I can't believe how quick that scene went. Hilarious. Yeah. yeah. Oh. The 5th of January is coming. It's, 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 yeah. it's less than a month. <laughs> yeah. I'm not too worried. I was going to say, I'm not I'm not that, you know, concerned so much about the year moving. I think it's just, for me, it's been an interesting year. Mm. Um, uh, I think for you as well, because you're, you're the reluctant data who was like, <laughs> I, I never did it's never going to happen. So I think for me, you're one of my success stories because it's like I actually managed to get you out dating and we have some results. So, um, you know, for those people who have been I'd say me getting off the sofa and actually going, oh, I don't mind being out with a guy. Yeah, that is, yeah I suppose that is a result because, yeah, because now I'm actually, like I said to you, I'm now, I'm now as much as the... The, the people that listen to me think I'm a misandrist and a man-hater. Um, <laughs> um, and I own it. There's some days I feel like that. But I actually 
actually do actually feel the sensation of I don't particularly feel that way and I can see why that could come across that way and a lot of time I'm very tongue-in-cheek you don't get my personality you won't understand it but I don't mind actually interacting or finding out about guys now I, I and it's because of the couple of the guys that I did go out with and actually maybe go oh I don't mind being around this guy on a Saturday night like I was with one guy you know and and being out and going to do some chores with this other person and I just literally, I didn't realize how much i just forgotten the sensation. And that's really, I think people that have been single for a long time, I think they can be very highly judged. And I think what happens is they, and people's judgment of them actually keeps them staying single because they don't want to deal with it. They don't want to, they don't want people kind of like, what's wrong with you? Because, you know, people are really vicious out here now. I mean, they're vicious. They just really just say exactly what they mean. Um, and, and sometimes it's warranted, and other times it's like, whoa, you could, you know, you could do with a little bit of kind of empathy here somewhere. Um, and you know, if you're a bit of a, if you're a bit of a delicate disposition, you're not going to go out there because it is very different from any dating we ever knew growing up, right? You've really got to have a thick skin. You've really got to know the game, and you really have to do an awful lot of looking into research and really listening to what's going on in the networks and the media and. And, and articles to really know the new kind of game of trying to connect. Because a lot of people are trying to meet people. They're trying to connect, but there's still a lot of disconnect because everyone is so fearful and distrusting of other people. So it's, it's, you've got your good parts that you seem to be more accessible than the bad parts that people seem to be more shut down, but yet they're still trying to get the same result. It, those things don't work that way. So it's, it's good to have this dialogue, in, and as I said, reading the books throughout the course of the year and getting an understanding of things and really doing a lot of research in my own time and offline and being in various groups on Facebook and just listening to other people and actually doing a lot of, listening to a lot of YouTube videos from men talking about their dating difficulties and the things they're looking for in women and really diving into the male world as well of hearing what they're looking for in partners and wives and, and, and you know, soulmates and, and lovers. Um, and, you know, and really understanding, hearing their voices actually has been really good because I didn't even know they spoke like that. I mean, like, where did these dudes come from? So, you know, I've learned a lot. I've learned, I've, I mean, if I, put, I haven't put it all into practice yet, but I've learned a lot. I've learned a lot. And mm. if that's all this year's done, to me, to be actually quite wise about it, then you can pick and choose, you, you can cherry pick which works for you. But the biggest thing I'll have to say is the guys are talking. I mean, there's a lot of bashing. There is an awful lot of bashing. If you go on YouTube, you've got to be a really, really strong-minded person to listen to their views on us, But especially as black women. But underneath it, I can sense an awful lot of just this, this you know, they're just disgruntled. They're just peed off. They just, they want to meet that person for a lot of the guys and, She's not stepping up to play. She's not being the woman or the lady they want to have. So they can't. Yeah, they're, so they'll play with you, right? They'll play with you and they throw you away. But some women don't know that. They're still on their high horse. So it's been great to learn the various highs and lows. And, you know, that's it. That's all I need to say for the moment. <laughs> uh, yeah, okay. So just to say that... Um, it's it's good to have an open mind, um, you know, when you're thinking about going into the dating process, and um, you know, and not and not carrying any kind of 
thoughts about what you think it's going to be like and, uh, you know, not not using your preconceived ideas or anything that you've, you've heard before, experiences you've had in the past to kind of judge how you're going to go through this process. And I think that's how I started. I was like, okay, I'm just going to clear the decks in my mind and I'm going to go into this totally just for fun. It's going to be fun um, and, you know, if I don't have that idea to me of just having fun and not being too serious about it, I thought I was get, then going to be open to kind of having attachments, um, you know, which will come from things that, that I hear um, and the experiences that I have. So I just took it totally as fun, and mm-hmm. if it doesn't work out, next, and that's how we're going to do it. <laughs> and I think that helps me with kind of staying focused on the game and not getting into the heads of whoever I met. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, to me, that I think that's a good way to get started. And the game we're talking about, for those people who may not remember how we started on this, um, the, the, the show title is How to Stop Hating the Player by Understanding the Game. And the game that we took on was fantasy dating. Fantasy dating is a bit like fantasy football. And the idea behind it is that you go out and you date guys. Well, you know, if you're a guy, you date women. And you date, and every time somebody calls you, you get a point. Every time somebody may call you back, after an exchange or conversation, you get a point. If you actually go on a date and you meet up with that person, you get six points, and that's the that's the competitive bit. Because, uh, <laughs> I think me and Vic got really competitive because it wasn't just enough to get a phone number. I think you're more concentrated on getting an email or connection. But I was like, I need to go out and date so I can get the big points, and I did, and I I felt. As well, for me, I'm just saying as an overall, that what I think I learned was more about how to communicate with the opposite sex and to really communicate by just shutting up and listening, (laughs) okay? Just having very little to say, but listening to what people show up with and, and hearing their stories and hearing what it is that they're looking for and sometimes listening to the confusion of them not even being sure what it is they're doing, but they're hoping that they're going to, you know, they're going to fish you, <laughs> catch you on yeah. that, that line. Yeah. <laughs> and go, yep. Um, they're not realizing that, you know, it takes more than just showing an intention. We kind of need to hear more. So, you know, I guess there's a little bit of interviewing in there um, because there is a skill <laughs> in being able to, it's a skill in being able to yeah, ask absolutely. the right question so that mm-hmm. you get the you extract the answer that for you. Um mm-hmm. it's not even the right answer, it's just extracting an answer that gives you more of an idea of where that person's coming from and what they're about. And I think that's the secret to me. And I know at one point you said to me, Vic, can you write the questions down that you're asking? Yeah, yeah uh, absolutely. Yeah, I'm gonna have to put it in the book. It's like it's hard to write the questions because they change depending on what it is you're hearing. But I guess it's it's managing your listening skills so that you are so acutely attuned to everything that's coming from the other person. So you naturally, in the course of the conversation, because it is a conversation, 
you can ask a question and that question gets you the answer sometimes that you're looking for. Not always, but sometimes mm-hmm. it gets you the answer and that then gives you an idea of who that person is and where they're coming from. And, you know, is there any alignment or is there some other agenda going on? It's it's one of those. You you've gotta mm-hmm. you've gotta be up for listening and if you're really not a listener and you wanna go in there talking, talking, talking then you're going to sometimes miss out on the gems in the conversation that really tell you what you need to know, right? Oh, definitely. And then I guess the question is, what do you want to do with what you hear? Mm-hmm. Because um, run. information is power. Hey, run, information run. is power. <laughs> information is absolutely power. Yeah, it is. Um, oh, so, so crazy. I mean, Absolutely. I mean, I kind of like, even though, as I said, you know, this is so, oh God, it's like, this is like walking uphill in stilettos, you know, this, that's how difficult it is. So you do it, it's part of your work, you do this all the time. For me, I'm in a different sort of kind of role, so I don't really interact with too many people as much, so it's a bit more challenging. But um, after a good couple of conversations, um, I'm actually... I think the biggest thing that I've started to learn, that I actually, I know, you know, like, it's like, it sounds awful, but you kind of already know the information because you've already done it before. You just kind of stop using it. So you need to have a bit of a refresher. And you just also need to just get that confidence back in yourself that anything that is pertinent to me that I need to know, my spirit is going to flag it up on the plate, right? And um, that's, that's, one of the things I did, I'd ask questions, but I wouldn't ask too many questions. I wouldn't kind of go into an interview process. I, I just let have a conversation back and forth. Anything I didn't like that kind of wasn't kind of my kind of thing, I would ask more about it. And if it, even if it, was, and if it wasn't my kind of thing, sometimes I just leave it to go because I'm like, okay, yeah, noted, it's put in that box over there, right? I didn't need to discuss it anymore because it was self-explanatory. But um, I, one, I mean, one of the biggest things I learned was like, wow, guys can listen for Rotted, Lord of mercy. I didn't know guys, I mean, seriously. I mean, like, I hate the people that call me man-haters. Um, I didn't even know guys listened to the intent they listened, right? And, you know, ladies, you know, when they try to get you a talking, nah, you need to be asking them some questions because they want to get your mouth just going and they're picking up all that information and they're storing it. I mean, talk about retaining information. Like there was the one guy I went out with and I must have just innocently, innocently said, because he was like, oh, how come you've been single for so long? You know, that's a typical question. And I must have innocently said, oh, oh, because I just haven't met anybody that I'm really that attracted to in that way. Um, for a long time and then I wasn't really in the mood before that and so as soon as he heard it and he said to me oh so that means you're picky and he actually you know we met up we you know we, that was that was date that was that no was that number two yeah that was number two mm-hmm. guy number two and and he actually probably for his it depends on what his viewpoint is he picked up on that and it was like oh like you know so we were on the date and he's more concerned about that I'm going to not choose him because of what I said earlier. So it was interesting because he mentioned it again. Then whilst I was on the date, actually in his presence, I could actually go, oh, okay, 
He's listened to what I said, and he's trying to move himself out of the game instead of including himself in the game because of what I said. So in some instances, knowing a lot and you sharing a lot could have people pulling themselves out of the game or, or uh, what's the name, um, negating people just because of a flip comment, which actually doesn't relate to you, you know? Oh. When people get overly okay. hyped on it. What's that? Um, if you disappeared, I'm not sure. Hello? 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 Ed? What's she talking about? Okay. Um, so I'm back. Vic, are you there? Hello. Okay. <laughs> so I think um, the thing that happened is that uh, Blog Talk knocked me off, and and I've tried to call back in, but I can't hear um, Vicky right now. So I guess I'm, I may be talking to myself. I'm just going to check and find out where she is. Um, not sure why I'm not getting anything back from her. Um, okay. I think Vicky was trying to tell us about her story and um, and where she is right now in terms of um, the experiences that she, she had. Um, so I'm going to maybe continue until I can get, I can get her back on. I can actually see her on the switchboard. Um, but no sound. Okay, I sent her a little message. So hopefully she's going to come back any time now. Okay. Well, you know what I do? Let me play something <laughs> whilst we're waiting for her to come back on and, and I can locate her so we can finish this conversation. So, guys, bear with us. I am going to play um, a song and then we'll be right back. Lisa Von Dandross. Janet, the best things in life are free. Here we go. Are you ready?
This is Ebony Empress, and tonight I have Vix G with me. Um, We are talking about how to stop hating the player by understanding the game. And the game we're talking about right now is the fantasy dating game, which we both took part in some weeks ago. And, uh, well, we started some weeks ago. (laughs) And what we're doing right now is going back over that experience and just sharing how it's been and how it worked for us and what you guys might maybe learn from our experiences. Okay, so Vic, are you there? Let's try it again. Can you hear me? Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. Oh, Oh, amen. I I was like, whoa, where is she? I don't know what happened then. I, I was totally, I was chatting away and then I just heard something. I heard something, and then I tried to get back in. It was going into two. I was on two Skype pages, but I, I can see my internet is going crazy. So I'm lucky I've actually got a, a phone call because I've got a VoIP phone. So if the internet's not working, I can't even phone out. So, um, but you carry on. Sorry, carry on. Okay. All right. So, um, do you want to continue where you think you left off? Because we lost the end of what you were saying. Uh, can you remember what you were saying? Or, um, um, I, we kind of, I was talk? kind of talking about my kind of the good revelations insofar as men live. That's all. I was talking about how guys actually listen. They do listen because they're trying to they're trying to work out what they want to do with you, what what place you might have, what what part, what role, what you know, what element. So they're very, very attuned, more attuned than actually I ever thought they ever were. Because um, uh, I think possibly at the beginning of some kind of connection with a woman, they want to see where she's at. And maybe later on in a relationship where women say men don't listen, it's because men have tuned out. So that's, you know what I mean? But at the beginning, they want to know, work out, okay, is this one or what can I use this person for? Is this, you know what I mean? They're working out what's going to be a benefit to them. So I think their ears are pretty pricked up at that point and I was I was kind of highlighting that date number two where he actually he actually listened to things I'd I'd steady asked me questions I'd answered the questions and then he freaked himself out about them so like you know don't ask questions you don't want them <laughs> you know so um but but it's, it was a it's a really good learning process in being um you know I will continue to be transparent and um that's other people's stuff when it freaks them out about things that you might share with them that they've asked you about. So, um, Mm -hmm. and, you know, see it as a kind of, okay, well, you know, first of all, I'm getting to learn more about how guys are thinking what, uh, not to tailor yourself in a sense, but to be mindful um, of things that need to be shared, maybe things need to be shared in a softer, more tender-hearted way, 
um, I, I did realise, I did note that in terms of me not being so, um, oh, what's the word, I don't know, you know, bullying a china shop about just saying things that I say it sometimes. Because I'm thinking, you know, like, I kind of think like I talk to a guy and talk to my girlfriend, but I did not realise you do not talk to them same. So, <laughs> so, um, and just to kind of have some kind of sensitivity, compassion and empathy, things that, yes, I have had to kind of learn um in this 10-week journey, which was actually a lot of fun. I have to say, I did send a link to Susanna. I couldn't get her on Messenger, the, the, um, the creator of the website and the game and the book, um, and uh, because it was so much fun. I don't think I would have actually... I didn't, I didn't date as much as yourself, but I, I did connect and talk to lots of different guys. But I would have to say I probably wouldn't have even done that had it not been thinking, okay, well, look... Even if it's not a good connection, I got some points, which means I'm going up against you in the league. You know what I mean? So it created mm-hmm. some fun from between me and you. I like, you know, I said, have you put your points up yet? You know, me and you actually, I think it got even closer because we were on the same battlefield together. We had laughs and jokes. We had like, oh my God, this person said this, this person said that. And there was a sense of fun. There wasn't, if the date wasn't really great, oh, okay, that was one point, six point, after date contact, another point. I didn't see it, whereas if you uh, didn't have that, you could see as... Um, you could get quite devastated. It, it allowed you to yeah. keep your spirits up, I think. That's the good part about it, especially if you haven't been in the dating world for a number of years. I think it, that's a good, mm-hmm. um, that's a, one of the highlights of the game is it keeping you heightened in your optimism by, it's, we call, it's called a game, but essentially it's allowing yourself to not put too much stock in things you can't control. Right, and and allowing things rather than having it have to have a purpose. If it's going to have one, it will show up as one, and you'll know that. But if it isn't, you still manage to gather some information about yourself, about other people, and things moving forward. And that's how I that's how I've taken it. Yeah, that's how I've taken it. Yeah, so far. Right. And of course, mm-hmm. don't forget. Do you want to tell? Huh. Uh, Okay, I was trying to get a question in. I was going to say, Go do you want to tell people about your first date, you know, the first one you went on, what it was like, you know, the whole run-up to it oh, and, and how I it was when it actually happened? <laughs> I can't, do you know what? I can't even remember. Oh. But, um, no, I don't really remember. You know, it was a good couple of weeks ago. It was um, your cousin, um, good-looking guy, um... Went on a date, um, went for drinks. I was really stiff and awkward and awful. Um, you know, probably his worst date ever, probably. And uh, I put him in the friend zone on the date, which was hilarious. I actually said that to him. You know, I sort of listened to our conversation and and what he said that he was looking for and what I said I was looking for and, and just the energy between us. I said, you know what? You'd be a real good person to be in the friend zone. I actually said that. <laughs> you actually told him he was going to be in the friend zone? I told him. In the, I told him towards the end of the day, like I was summing up in my mind whilst I was talking to him, and I said, you know what, I'm not feeling, I'm not feeling any kind of gravitation towards him in a kind of romantic or sexual manner. And I actually started mm-hmm. to feel very maternal to him, towards him, quite frankly. I did. 
I was like, oh, maybe if you, if you go to this website, maybe that could help him with this. And I was really kind of being a bit like that. So um, I actually said to him, I said, you know what? I think we could be in the friend zone. I did say it. Yeah, I did say that. But, um, yeah, yeah, I did. Yeah, I did. But I still went out with him another two times because um, he, he wanted to refute there was any friend zone activity going on. But actually... He needn't have gone out with me again another two times because it, I, what I said at the first date was right and correct. So that helped me realise yeah. that when I when I think things, I actually probably know it. Even though, you know, sometimes we try to do things and we try to rationalise it and we need to have proof. That very first mm-hmm. thought that comes up is probably the thought you needed to listen to in the first place. Right. Yeah. Okay. But he's a nice guy. But, um, I still talk to him. You know, it's a nice guy. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Well, um, so do you what think about you? Excuse me. Excuse me. What about no, you, young lady? No, no, you're going first, and then I go second. Oh. Come on, I ask the question first. <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh, Lord. Um, oh, yeah, I Come have on. to put out there. I have to put out there some classics for women. Men lie about their age online, especially in the 40 to 50 age group. I just want to let you know, if a guy says he's 50, he will probably post his age as 44 or 45 because he doesn't want to attract women in their 50s, so be aware of that. That's have three people. The, one, the person I went on my first date with, definitely, t- I know well, Sandra knows his age. He told me his age, but he told me he purposely, what he purposely does, a guy friend of mine, which I didn't realise until he checked out my profile, has his age seven years younger than his real age, because I know his age, because I've been to his birthday parties. And um, another friend of mine who regularly dates admits to me that he changes his age depending on the kind of wo- the woman he's interested in. So ladies, be very aware. They're not always saying they're, they're the age they are. Okay? And... Um, and also be aware of lots of, um, what's the other, the one thing I did, didn't like about it was the guys that can get quite quickly aggressive with you or nasty if you don't respond to them, right? Um, you know, they'll contact you back a second time, you know, and I, I had that. I had one guy kind of like, who do you think you are? And he was quite, you know, a bit, a bit repulsive, quite frankly, because I didn't respond to his very long and eloquent email. I wasn't interested. You must know the game online. You don't contact a guy back unless you think there's some kind of mute, there's some kind of interest on your part. Because if you start talking to them, they're going to think you're interested, and that's just how the game is played. So um, that's another thing I just want to share with the ladies. Mm. Well, I don't think it's just ladies. I think guys probably do do that as well. I think both sides can be guilty of that stuff. But um, the interesting thing is, maybe people have a perception it's just women who will do it, but I think it happens Mm -mm. on both sides that that will happen. Um, I think uh, what was interesting when we started the exercise, my very first date, uh, I can share this because now you feel like it's just about you. So come on, I'll, I'll do some sharing. Thank you. So, um, <laughs> so my very first date, I'm trying to remember that now. Who was the very first person I went out with? Um, 
I, yeah, now I remember. The very first date I went on was a guy that, um, it was an online person, actually. And we said we'd meet in a coffee bar and not that far from where I live. And, uh, yeah, I, I made a little effort because I think you should, when you go on your dates, you should be excited and, you know, and at least have a lot of pre-conversation first. So we had quite a bit of free pre-conversation. And then, yeah, yeah, let's meet up and have a coffee. And when we went to the coffee bar, um, he... Uh, I, I got there first, actually, and I'd already bought my coffee, and I was sitting down and waiting. It wasn't really coffee. It was like herbal tea. Okay, so I'm waiting and having a herbal tea, and then he comes in. And I said, okay, then you kind of need to go get your drink because I've already done mine. So he didn't have to buy me a drink, so he went to go get his drink, and then he was like, um, I think I, I, you know, I think I have to go to the cash till or the ATM, you call that, to go get some money. And I was like, okay, um, I think the coffee's in like two pounds or something, two pounds or something. He said, yeah, yeah, but I, I'm going to go, I guess you go get some cash. So I went, mm, okay. I said, well, not if you want to, but like, you know, I've got some change. I can get I can get it if you want to get it. So I got it. And um, and then we, we started having this conversation. And all the things, you know, this is why you have to be a good listener. The things that he was saying did not match up to our previous conversation. I didn't record the conversation, but I listened. So I remembered the things he said, little things like, you know, oh, I'm living alone, and I'm living alone turned out to be I'm actually living with some people in a shared house. Well, okay, you know, will you give me this? I'm living in this house on my own, and then it changes, and the story just kept, you know, getting changing and changing and changing. Um, and I was like, no, 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 no. But it, it gave me that understand the importance of really listening to what someone said and not being afraid to question. Well, you know, when when we spoke on the phone, that's not what you said. So something changed. Did you move in one day? Did you move from yesterday to today? <laughs> Did you move? And things like, um, he was like saying, I work, his job was, I work in logistics, right? And logistics is a broad kind of term, isn't it? So I tried to get more specific. What do you actually do in logistics? Oh, and he made it sound like, you know, the job was this really big professional job. And it turned out he was just like an admin clerk, which is okay. They're like, why? How do you feel you need to sell sell me a dream? Like, really? come on. Try to sell me a dream. Mm-hmm. Oh no, that is a no. And I was like, I know, sorry, that is a no. That is a no. Great looking guy, but like, hey, that's a no for me. Um and I actually gave him the feedback. I actually called him and I said, Well, you know, this is this is the reason why you know, I don't think we should meet up again. But, you know, thank you for the day. And it was nice to meet you. But, you know, I, I probably not what I'm looking for. So, it's, yeah, I think I, throughout the dating process, everybody I've met, um, some people want to stay connected. So they want to keep messaging you. But I'm very clear if we're not moving on and I'm not seeing you a second time, 
then I'm taking you out my phone. So I take them out my phone. <laughs> <laughs> no keeping you in my phone. Um, then there is nothing going on. They let it go. It's not a big deal. We do not, you know, all this, like, can we stay friends? What for? No. Um, you know, what am what what I staying friends with you for? <laughs> you know what I mean? Oh, my God. You're not going it's, like, it's like the reverse, it's like the reverse friend zone phone. that guys don't want to be in. It's the reverse friend zone. Like, why are you going to yeah. stay there so you can, what, potentially what, what? You, men don't like their... T- I mean, I watched a video today, funny enough, on YouTube, and this guy was just waxing lyrical about women wasting men's time by not being upfront about what it is they want. And this guy said it straight. If, ladies, if you do not, if you don't find this guy attractive, you have a conversation, you don't feel there's any play with this person or there's something that's attracting you to this person... Do not waste his time. If you don't like the look of him when you first meet him, don't give him your number. Don't waste your time, his time. The guy was just, I mean, he had a 37-minute video about that wasting your time. Well, I agree with him. And and I, I don't see any reason why you need to continue a conversation when you know it's not going anywhere and I'm not interested. Actually, there's somebody wants to come in. Should we bring, should we bring a listener in? I have a feeling I know who this is. Take the heat off me, please, Lord. You know we can't stand it. <laughs> okay, let, let's bring someone in. Okay, 202, welcome to the show. It's my house. Hey. Hi, how you doing? I'm, I'm all right, but I'm I'm concerned about both of you. Well, no, 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 no. Let, let me take that back. Let me take that back. It's going to be me, isn't it? It's not going to be everybody. Everybody's going to be fired. It'll be me. <laughs> it's some women, not all women. My question is, why is it it's either do or die? In other words, you, 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 meet, these, you meet these guys, and it's just the first meeting, that person, if you get to know him a little bit longer, could possibly introduce you to your soulmate, your next job, your next adventure, or to an experience that you can't even possibly imagine, but it's all possible. That person could be a possible link. But I've noticed, and I guess some men do it too, but I think more women do it, just if it if it isn't whatever, it's bridges are burnt. No well, possibility. Take, so I'm trying to figure out the wiring here because obviously I'm wired different. Ebony, you can take this one, but I understand what exactly. I'm going to answer this. I'm going to answer this by saying. Oh, before you answer, now for instance, I could meet the both of you. Mm-hmm. Right. And I'm meeting two people that I've heard on the radio. I like their conversation. Ebony, you've heard, well, both of you heard me say it enough times, friend zone. I'm not looking or expecting anything but a positive, meeting a positive person. That's it. I I go with the flow. But that's that's how I'm wired. Anyway, Ebony, the mic is yours. Okay. So what I was going to say was that um, for this exercise, 
this was a fantasy dating, like fantasy football, right? So you pick your team, you go out and like fantasy football, and you have some fun and you meet people. There's a lot of pre-conversation that happens. That's the bit that probably you missed. We actually talked, you know, I, I the, first, the people, I don't know about Vicky, but the people I went out on a date with, that was after you had been talking to that person for a good week or more. Sometimes two, three weeks we're talking, and then it happens. We're going to go for a date. Let's go for a date. Let's stop talking. Let's meet up. Now, the reason why I say for me, I don't know if Vicky can speak for herself, but the reason why I burn the bridge at that point because I think we've had a lot of conversation. I think I've had a chance to meet you and to see whether there is anything I like about you or I'm attracted to you in any way. And I think also, I, you know, we've had a chance to compare what you said on the phone to what you say when you meet me. So when when all of it doesn't add up and you can't satisfy me that actually I need to keep engaging, why am I going to keep the link alive? Because I'm not looking for more friends to add to my life at this point. Um, because if I if I keep you there and I keep talking to you, it's like I'm keeping a link, I'm keeping an expectation going that at some point in the future, me and you may connect in the way that you would like it to be, right? So I think it's, it's good to be honest straight away and go, well, okay, you know, no, I, you know, I'm not feeling it. Um, I, it doesn't mean that people can't come back because some of the people who um, – I spoke to weeks and weeks ago, still will send you the old message, hi, or good morning, or something. That's fine. But know that I'm not going to take it on because I actually, I'm actually looking for someone that, you know, where there is that alignment and fits in the way that I'm looking, uh, you know, for what I'm looking for. And if I spend a lot of time with the people that I've deleted from the process, you know, I'm not going to move on and be open to the person that I'm looking for because those people become blockages. They become blockages because you know they want your energy, right? They're going to keep yep. trying to communicate and connect with you. They're going to want you to maybe go out and, and do some, let's meet up, let's whatever. And what for? I'm not I'm not interested. I am, you've not completed my process, and I'm not saying in the future there may not be a possibility, but hey, that's for the future. Right now, I need to make a decision. The decision I've made is not going to work for me, and I do think it out a lot. It's not like instantly I see you. Uh, no, it's going to be the conversation. It's going to be. It's going to be how you present. It's going to be what I'm feeling when we're talking. It's going to be so many things. It's going to be a holistic picture. I'm not going to just take the meet the meeting you as the point of decision-making. Do you get what I'm saying? So when you've invested that time, I think you've got to be decisive and let it go. Okay, I respect what you're saying. I respect what you're saying, but, for instance, the way I look at things is you can talk to a person 24-7 for five years. The real first meeting doesn't happen until you meet face-to-face because it's a whole other dynamic. Right. So, why, well, anyway, different strokes are different folks. There's 7 billion people on the planet. That's the way you roll. I, I, How do you meet them? I understand. It's my house. Talk on the phone, and then I meet them. I actually text. 
I think over this this period of this fantasy phase, I actually met up with something like about eight guys. Or eight or nine. Eight guys. Actually physically met them. I didn't just talk on the phone. We actually met. Coffee bar, had coffee, talked for a good hour, two hours sometimes. And uh, and we talked. And then I made a decision based on three things. One, the telephone conversation. And that is a long process of listening and hearing what that person says. And the second thing, the physical meet-up, you know, how you present what you say as well. You know, and the conversations have been everything as to your family, what your values are, um, what your plans are, you know, what you're looking to do in life. I met a really great guy um, who was, who is a lecturer at a university, and I really like and, uh, you know, in the next couple of years, completely retire and go to the Caribbean. Um, and that's not my goal for the next couple of years. No, that's not my goal. I'm not looking to retire in two years' time. And he was like, I just need someone to come with me. That's what I'm looking for. And I was like, everything else is fine. We get on. He's a smart guy. It was cool. But no, on the, I'm not, you know, that's not part of my, that's not a goal for me. Um, so that person, I haven't cut off or anything. I've just been, yeah, we could still talk because everything else was fine. It was just that we've got different goals for the future. But I wouldn't invest lots of time with that person, even so, because I know we have different goals. You know, the different things that we want for the future. And I think when you get to this stage in your life, you are clear about what you want. So why are you going to waste your time, you know, building up friendships with people and building their expectations for something that you know you're not going to have, you're not going to deliver on. That's where Thank I'm at. You. That's yeah. where you're at. So, you know, okay. and that was one guy. Also, there was a guy I met. Um, there are other people I met on this process, on this journey, that I liked and that I thought were great guys. Um, and you know I can talk. So I, I love the conversation and the interaction. Um one guy I met, <laughs> it was funny, one guy I met who we had a good conversation, but then I found out through the conversation um, the thing that he wanted to communicate most was how much he didn't trust women. I don't mm. trust women. I've been to experience where this woman, I got engaged to her, and just before we got the chance to get married, she, you know, she ducked out of a house that we were buying together and left me with a load of debt. You know, and um, as a result of that, you know, I still have really strong feelings about women and my ability to trust them. And I was like, thank you for telling me. Hell no, I'm not I'm not going anywhere with you. It's not like, it's not that it made him a bad person. It's just that doesn't work for me because you need to go do your healing about how you feel about those experiences because know that that can be triggered by anything. I, why would I put myself in a position with someone that clearly has a lot of stuff on um, their yeah. canvas of life? And, you know, when you get someone relaxed just sitting and having a coffee, that's why it's good to go do coffee. It doesn't cost you much, and you learn about people this way. You know, they relaxed, and he was chatting, and he was telling me all about his life. And I said, well, you know, and what have you learned from the experience? Not to trust women. As good as telling me that he hates women, 
no, 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 no. No. I was like, no. All right, touche, touche. That's not, that, all right, that makes sense. Yeah, now that makes perfect yeah. sense. That makes perfect but sense. But, exactly. But, um, it's and I would, I, in that case, if I went meeting somebody for the first time face-to-face and they had this thing against black men, I would be polite, <laughs> drink my drink or whatever, and nice meeting you. And that would be it for me. So right. after touche, I understand you perfectly. And that's what I did. I was like, nice meeting you, thank you. And then when he was leaving me, what he did was he looked me up and down and literally like, oh. you know when someone takes your clothes off with their eyes? He was like, I was like, what was that? <laughs> I was like, what the uh, hell was that? The creepy like, dating guy. That? Well, yeah. I don't do I that. I can't believe but... it. I was like, never, no more dates. No, I'm not even looking for a friendship with you. See you later. Bye-bye. Okay, well, um, and, no. all right, I understand perfectly. You see? Okay. Because I would do the same thing. Yeah, uh, that's the reason the, uh, yeah. why okay. it's not one of those. I and one of the things I've been saying to Vicky all the way through this process is, you know, use your empathy, be compassionate, don't just dismiss people, and you know, and I think I haven't, I definitely haven't been doing that. I've been really trying to learn about what where people come from and what's going on in their head. And there's people that you will meet as well, guys, and I'm sure Alan Roger Curry, if he's listened to his show, would say, you know, I tell guys to be, uh, you know, honest and, you know, say what they want and don't play a game when they when they go into the dating process. If guys do that, they have the underlying thing of, like, date one, date two, then we go to bed, right? And you can you can see it creeping up, right? <laughs> And when you're so neutral, that they're not getting a signal from you which says, uh-huh, I, I'm feeling you that way, they're, they find a way to get themselves out of the process quick, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. And one guy actually deleted me. He deleted me after the second date. But I was like, why did you delete me? We didn't have a falling out. We didn't have anything went wrong. But I knew what it was. He was on yeah. a... Um, a game of date one, date two, then set, right? And I was like, date one, we went to the theatre, we went to see a really nice play. Date two, we went to the theatre, which is what he suggested. Date three, he blanked me. I was like, hey, what did I do? <laughs> what the hell did I do? I did nothing. And he deleted me from his phone, right? I was like, okay. And sent me a ranting message about some, some madness. Um, so, you know, you meet people who have different agendas. That's what I'm saying. It's my house. And it's like once you realize what the agenda is, you have to make a decision about what you want to do. Fair enough. Okay. So that's where we've been. Um, you, shut, you told him... But the thing is, it's my house. You're a different kind of guy. You're a guy that's into business. You're about building. You're about growing. You, you're evolved. You're, you know, so you are looking at connecting with people, and there's the potential that that person could be a good networker. That could be. A, you're going and talking to people in your interactions in a very different fashion. 
okay? It could be a romantic association for you, but it also could be a business association for you, and that's how you see things. Most most guys, True. If, they, if, True. Talking to, if they're talking to a woman, the first primary goal, she looks hot, I want to hit that, okay? So they, they're not going past much past that, and as a woman, and that's one thing in, in my interactions with a couple of the guys that I talked to, there was this, you know, much different from many years ago when, you know, we meet both me and everybody were out dating. We're all pretty much in the same age pool. You got to, you, you were enabled to allow to gradually get to know a person. Uh-uh, that ain't happening now. It's microwave. You've got to assess with your nerves or whatever things you've got going on in your head what this person's about in the first couple of conversations. If you can manage to get to a date, You've got to work out how do I physically feel in this person's presence? How do I feel? Do I feel safe? What's the chemistry? What's the energy? You need to assess that and plug that in. And you need to be able to, because that guy is trying to kiss up on your face within like 45 last minutes, right? And you've got to know, am I going to respond? Am I not going to respond? Am I going to reject him? And then if you do think, well, I'm not sure I kind of liked him. I want to feel him out a little bit more. You can constantly feel this pressure, and I did it on date number two, and I actually liked the guy, but the guy kind of bailed because I wasn't running around kind of telling him that I thought he was cute all the time. I'm like, what the heck? But, you know, because I wasn't sure about it because I hadn't had time. I've only went out with you once, you know, and and, and, I, and if I'm a bit old school because I needed a little bit more time than once and I'd only spoke met you started talking to you on Thursday, you went on a date on Saturday, and I've got to let you know by Monday. I mean, I'm sorry, I just wasn't that fast-paced. And if that's, you know, if I can't work out if I like you yet when you want to stick your tongue down my throat, then you're going to have to go, boo, I'm sorry. You know, I, I can't. Because, I, you know, there's so many things and factors that you've got to process so quickly. It's, it's microwave. It's just not giving you the chance. And then you all hear about the third date rule, and you hear guys say, look, she ain't gonna, if she's not putting out, I don't care how old these dudes are. We're supposed, to be, we're supposed to be legs in the air by date number three. I'm like, I don't even know what your real name is because the first the guy I went on the first date, which is Sandra's cousin, to this day, I don't know his last name. He wouldn't even tell me his last name. He's worried about his date of protection, right? There's a lots of people that are doing, they're not sharing themselves fully, but yet they want your... They want all of you. And, you know, as a woman, it's, and I'll, I'll be frank, it's scary as heck, right? They want to get all up in you, but you don't even know where they live. And you don't even know where they live. Well, touche, touche, because... Um, I mean, women are doing it, it too. It is, a, it, particularly in the Western world, it is an instant... You're right, it's a, it's a microwave world now. Yeah. It's a microwave world, it's a disposable world, and, it, and actually it is more pressure probably on women because I do know some guys I came up with, some mm-hmm. matured, some didn't, uh, where they take you to McDonald's, if they buy you that Big Mac with extra cheese they want you to put out at the end of the night. <laughs> and they get mad if you don't. So, That's all right, I, I understand. You, you're all right, I, I understand now. Thank yeah, you for setting good. me straight. But did you know what? It's also, and it's also as energy as, as Ebony said. For me, I'm very similar to the same. And I used to have guy friends, 
And that's when the days when you could have guy friends and they kind of sort of stayed in their lane over there. But nowadays, you know, I just feel energetically having people that had some kind of interest in you some way and yet you're still out there trying to meet someone, to me, creates lots of lines to you which look like you're taken, which looks like you're blocked, which looks like you're unavailable in the energetic spirit world. And if you truly want to connect with that kind of guy, the proper guy for you, I feel it's best if you are free and clear. That's just me. Ebony's kind of very similar to me in that respect. So if it's not a good fit, I won't keep you around. If there's no, there's no reason to be talking, I won't. Be, I mean, the only reason I still talk occasionally to her cousin is because it's her cousin, right? And if we go to a function, I see her cousin, I go, hey, hey, how you doing, hon? And there's no beef. He's going out, he's telling about some girl that he's going to go on a date with, and there's no beef. I don't see no kind of way that there was, no, there was a disconnect between us. It wasn't a fit. That's mm. the only reason, because it's her cousin. The other guy... I just, we just, we just, I just disappeared and I kind of let him know and we just disappeared and left it. And anybody that I have tried to connect with on, uh, who's connected with me through the online sites, I've just deleted them. I've taken myself off my profile off. There's no connection and I just deleted the numbers and, you know, just deleted their numbers. So, because there's nothing going on. So why have the universe look at you and say, oh, you're, you're taken. You don't need anybody. No, no, no. I don't want the guy for me to feel that energetic thing that, oh, there's something about it, like there's a load of people around. No, I want him to see that there is nobody around me, except for my girls and my family. That's it. Okay. Well, Makes I, sense. That's how I roll, anyway. Okay. I, Ed, I do you want to talk about the, talk about the um, thingy? No, no. I, wa- I wanted to say that... Um, one of the things I learned, I wanted to say this to my house, one of the things I learned was um, there are a lot of people who um, fake, well, oh, okay, I'd say online, there are a lot of people who are separated but not divorced. That's one of the things that, um, for me, was a challenging thing. I think that's an age thing, too, that a lot of people uh, have one foot in a relationship and one foot out. Um, you know, particularly a certain community, and I don't want to say where those people come from, but they tend to be married, and then wifey is in another country or somewhere with the kids, and it's, oh, I'm separated, but I'm open to date. To me, you're not available for dating. I'm sorry. You are still have un- you still have unfinished business. Go finish your business, and then if you finish your business, and I think that I might be interested, then we can talk. So you meet so many people, and I I always have this conversation which I love. Um, so what I do, I put it out there about the honesty and integrity. I do a real big thing on. You know what? Well, my biggest beef is honesty and integrity. And if you, if I find out you're lying about your status, you might as well not waste your time talking to me right now. You'd be better off go talk to somebody else. And I found that that works because then they, you get all the admissions. Oh, you know what? 
Well, I'm not really divorced yet, but I'm working on it. Really? Okay. And to me, that's one of my no-nos. No, I'm not interested. Because they, there may still be drama with your ex. You know, I don't know, baby mama drama or anybody else. No, 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 no. Sort your business out. When you've cleared the deck, then you can come out and date. Or if you're just looking for sex, well, then, you know, I'm not your person. Go find someone who will give, do that for you because you're not going to waste up a whole load of my time and not be available. Do you know what I mean? So that was one yeah. of the, that was one of, for me, one of the eliminating things. I eliminated quite a few guys on that basis. No, I'm not interested. That's a personal well, I, one. Well, I Some women. Yeah. I've, I've come across that a couple of times in my past, too. They, they, you know, they start to really like you, and then that comes out. And I don't, I don't like to get caught up in any potential drama, so. Call no. me back. Keep it moving. Let's right talk off. with somebody else. Somebody else's time. No, no, no. And and I call it a waste of time because you know, if if you invest in it, it's going to go nowhere, um, and nowhere soon. Definitely not. I mean, I said it to this guy right, and then he messaged me and said, "But I'm really available and ready to date you." I was like, "Who date who?" <laughs> 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 Oh, you're cracking me up. You know, <laughs> no, there's no dating because what are you going to date me and say? You're not available. And I, so I count it that you're not available because what will happen is, you know, I might get all into you and the next thing I know you're telling me about I've got to go sort this out with my ex. And, no, 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 no. It's okay. Leave that alone. I don't mind if you are divorced. That, uh, that's not a problem for me, but if you are still engaged with someone else, you're not available for dating. Leave it, leave it there. Um, so that was some of my experiences. I think, um, I think generally, guys, when you first meet them, my experience was a lot of them are quite honest and upfront about some of the things, you know, about who they are and what's going on. Um, my only worry or concern with anybody was if I felt they were withholding information or, you know, people want to give you a little tiny bit here and there. Because I think if you if you know someone and you've got that person doesn't know you personally and they have no agenda, what is the problem in, you know, why are you trying to withhold stuff? Uh, you should feel quite free to talk because this is a new person who doesn't know you from anywhere and basically there's nothing to hide. But little things that might concern me if, it, if people don't want to talk about, you know, um, what they do in terms of a real job, you know, um, if they have children, what the relationship may be and what's going on. You know, all those things are important in terms of getting a little bit of a picture of who you're talking to and what the possibilities may be. And it's only possibilities. It, that's all you're really looking at. Like, what are the possibilities? And I think you can be really clear about that quite quite early on. It doesn't take forever to work out what your possibilities are. You just have to listen and, and you know, engage your ears and and ask questions and not be afraid to ask questions because the more questions you ask, I think the more you get a feel of who that person is. 
And then, okay, if you don't get it in the questioning, then when you're out with that person, you know, you can, you know, and, and sometimes in the fun of, like, interacting, bowling and stuff like that, you even in that competition, you start to see things oh, Lord. in nature that gives you a little bit more of an idea of the kind of person they, they are. So, you know, dating is good. I think the more dates you can have, the more, the better. The, I think the trick is not to get sucked into visiting someone's house. Because <laughs> I think, you know, people like, come round. Oh, yeah, I'm definitely single, come round. And then that stops the dating process because then you start to look at uh, almost relationship because now I'm going into your personal space sometimes that can create relationship before you even get to relationship. So I think there is something about staying away from someone's space and keeping neutral spaces where you engage. And if that person really wants to get to know you, they will engage in that process. I had a really great date with a guy where we went to breakfast and we had a breakfast date. I thought that was great. Um, he he's really busy, I'm really busy, and we decided we just had breakfast together. And that was one of my best dates because, you know, we had breakfast, we ordered food, and we just sat and chatted, and um, the conversation was really good because it was early in the morning when we were both fresh. We weren't tired um, from working or anything like that. And so, it, you know, the rapport was good for that reason. So you don't have to do, you don't have to date in the traditional way of let's go eat, you know, dinner-wise. But you can do things like just hang out and have a coffee, simple things. Have a coffee. Um, you know, I like the breakfast idea. I've never thought about it. When we kept talking and we were struggling with meeting up, I thought, right, hey, this sounds like a good option, you know, to just, have breakfast and it was fun and we're going to have a second date tomorrow actually oh, a second date you can't get any points so, you know. no points <laughs> more points more you won't points. get six points but I won the league so I, I don't have to worry about the points I already won the league yeah that's fine but you know just for anybody out there who's thinking you know um, I need to have all this time to meet someone. Actually, you just need to do it around what works for you, but be creative as well. So we were talking today, weren't we, Vicky, about places to go like Winter Wonderland, and uh, oh, yeah. which is in the UK. They have a big Winter Wonderland where you can go out and skate and eat walk and, and talk, uh, walk around, you know, all sorts of stuff you can do. That's romantic. Vic, were you going to say something? No, I was just okay. going to say. Um, no, I was just going to um, just remind you to say about that we're going to post up our new challenge for everybody on yeah. the Global Village well, Dating Facebook page. Huh? Yeah, go on. We'll talk about the challenge. Okay, um, ladies and gentlemen, we are going to taking on from our fantasy dating challenge. We're going to keep this momentum going. But what we're going to go forward in doing is creating this sensation of people that know people, your friends, your connections, your business, your social networks, and allowing other people that know you to help hook you up. We're going to go old school. People that know people. 
So starting to well, it's starting today, but really we're going to post up the instructions at the top as a pin post on the Global Village Dating Facebook page tomorrow at some point. And once Ebony's edited it, <laughs> and we're going to post it up, but definitely by Saturday. And it's going to give you all the instructions, and also attached to that will be a, a, a Word document, so that you can literally copy that into open it up in Word and add to it, subtract to it, and it gives you like a sample text that you can send out as an email, you can PDF it to your friends, you can upload it to your WhatsApp, Facebook page, whatever it is you want, you can get creative with it. For you to get people in your networks, let them know you're single, you're ready to mingle, it's the holiday season, people are having parties, family members are getting together, people are thinking about love and connection and getting together with everybody. And so we thought it was a really good idea to get other people that know you to start helping you meet people, but then we'll actually start on the 5th of January, on the Thursday night show. Actually, we'll start with people just kind of like, well, just it's not like you've got, you've got to tell us anything, but it's just, it'll start from the 5th. So in this time between now and the 5th of January, it's about finding the people that you think you want to send a letter to or an email or a card or whatever it is, whatever medium that you use to connect with people you know or people that you don't know. And be brave. I heard somebody say recently that they actually put a, put a poster in their Facebook page and she managed to get four dates out of it because people wanted to help her meet somebody because she'd put out what she was looking for. So we're going to start that challenge sort of today, notifying you today, but it's going to be up on the page tomorrow for you to have a read. And I look forward to you all joining in in helping people who love you hook you up. That's the next challenge for 2015-16. Okay. Yeah, and this challenge that we did, the, the fantasy dating, has been absolutely amazing. I know we put it out when we started, and not many people were like, enthusiastic about doing it. It's like, what is fantasy dating? Why would I do it? But I tell you what, it has really built my confidence. I, I can only talk about personally how it's affected me. It's built my confidence and made me feel like I can smile more when I see guys. I can communicate freely without there being an issue. And it takes the emotion out of the dating. It's my house. The emotion comes out and it's just about, do I... Do we have a fit here? Is this something I enjoy and I want to be around? And let's meet up and do more if if we feel like there's something to go on. Um, but it, it stops you from doing one date and going, oh, that person wasn't the right person for me, so I'm never going to date again. You know, it takes you out of that zone, and that's what I like about it. So I think in going forward, yeah, we really want to help other people. Um, to do what we did. And, you know, you don't have to do what we did it in our way, but to just, uh, you know, in this new year coming up, 2016, give yourself an opportunity to date, you know. And even those people who hook you up, friends of friends, you don't have to marry those people. <laughs> you don't have to be a, it doesn't have to be a lifetime connection just because you were hooked up. Um, you know, I was saying that I hooked my daughter up with someone uh, between me and my sister, we got we introduced her to somebody, and they've been dating for the last year. So she's one of my success stories this year, and that was my own daughter. You know, you can hook anybody up with somebody. If you see someone and you're talking to them and you think, yeah, I'd be a great person for the person I know, 
because you know who that person is, it can create a great relationship, and who knows where it could go, right? Um, so, yeah, it's just, just being positive about relationships and helping each other. I think that's a good thing. And I like the idea of someone already knowing somebody because unlike what we did, which is just meet people from online dating sites and, and, and you know, use profiles and conversations and all of that questioning, with somebody already having some inside knowledge, that makes the process even easier. So you should feel a little bit more comfortable to actually have that conversation, yeah, the initial conversation, and actually, you know, see where you go. But, yeah, good luck with 2016 for everybody out there who's single because I'd like to see more people hook up and have relationships. Even you, it's my help. Wish me luck tomorrow because don't forget I've got that cute my cute guy that I've got I've got a track down on my train. So oh I'm yeah, go to work. Yeah, because I'm going to work tomorrow. So like I'm going to try to I've got to try to work out which time which train carriage I'm on it. <laughs> so wow. I'm starting my you. campaign of the cute guy on the train. Yeah, I think mm-hmm. I know kind of what train he's on. I just need to I just need to move move further down the carriage. So I can be in the same carriage because, like, no, no, I'm I'm on that. Yeah, I'm on that for 2016. Yeah. <laughs> well done. Um, so it's my house. Are you going to join us in this dating exercise we're going to do soon? Uh, he's gone quiet. Anyway, no, we have run out. Okay, are you going to join us on the dating exercise we're talking about? Did this have, I have okay. to actually really go out and date if I do this? See, I use that word date. <laughs> Where can I you don't like the word somebody? date. No, when I meet um, somebody you can for the first time. Someone. You can. What's but that? date is about date is about um us actually going and doing some activities together so we can get to learn more about each other. So listen guys, I'm gonna have to wrap up. We're gonna end up going yeah. into overtime. I just want to thank everybody for joining tonight. Thank you, guys. Um, and I'm going to play a song, and we're gone. Yeah, but we'll be back next Thursday. I, I'm hoping next Thursday I'm going to have someone from the U.S., actually. He's written a great book on intimate relationships and how we can better support ourselves around intimacy. So I'm excited about that. But Vicky, yep, thank yep. you for your time. No problem, babe. It's, it's, love you, hon. I'll see you tomorrow, yeah, okay? Yeah. Bye. And thank you. It's my house for coming in. Okay. Thanks. <laughs> we'll talk again. Um, you know, we definitely I'm sure talk we will. <laughs> okay, honey. Um, and thank you to everybody who called in and is listening listening in right now. Thank you to everyone on my switchboard. Take care, everyone, and good night. Night, night.
money is so 